There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour, I should say. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk Mortal 7-1, Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McClain. Thanks for being here, everybody. Woo woo. Right there. Oh, thank you. It's a crack of dawn. That's the crack of dawn right Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Pull your pants up, Dawn. (laughs) She's fine. Let her be her. I mean, you're the one that says you you be you. Let Dawn. If Dawn wants to walk around. You can't see me below the waist over here. That's right. That's what you think. (laughs) (laughs) Here's that nest camera we have going on. Yeah, X-ray vision. Oh, no. Uh, our, our our discussion, and we haven't discussed it. We're going to discuss it for the first time in front of y'all. Uh, the Connors. How did we like it? You're going to find out very soon. But first. How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? How was the movie? My big fat movie review. Well, let me tell you. I saw Halloween last night, which is the direct sequel to the 1978 Halloween by the great John Carpenter. We're supposed to ignore the 18 sequels that have come out since. (laughs) Uh, This one is supposed to be right after that one. Not right after, 40 years later. Uh, I loved this movie. It is so much fun. It is... (laughs) It is fun in a way of like, it is an 80s slasher movie. That's really what it is. And I brought Kyle and Colin has never seen the original. And obviously it's ironic now. I mean, speaking of age differences, you know, Colin never really experienced the great era of 80s uh, slasher movies like the Friday the 13th and Sleepaway Camp and uh, Chucky and all of those uh, all of those films, which it's really a genre upon itself. Mm-hmm. This is, there's a word that was used in some of the marketing that I think is absolutely appropriate. It is at times relentless. Ooh, yeah. Relentless assault. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> like, there is a sequence. I, I'm not. I'm not giving anything away. But toward the end, in the final act, there is a scene, a set piece with Jamie Lee Curtis. And this isn't giving anything away. You know there's going to be a, a confrontation. Right, an end fight. She's, she's, oh hunting, she's hunting for Michael. And 
they take out the score and it's just silent. Oh, and nice. She's, and she's hunting for him in a house. And it goes on past the point of comfortableness. Mm. And what I mean by that is you're thinking, okay, he should have jumped out by now. Oh. Nope. Okay, he should be. Ju- nope. And you're and I just was like it, oh, it, the the tension got almost too much. I got wiggly in my seat, and Colin said that I was like heavy breathing, and he told me after the movie, I it pushes you as the viewer past uh, a, a level of comfort, and it's oh, and that's why that sequence to me is pretty brilliant. I, I don't know if they per- I don't know if they purposely timed it like that to be like okay right about now in a normal horror movie the the bad guy would have jumped out by now we're gonna push this maybe a minute and a half more mm. oh. and you're just you're literally on the edge of your seat going okay where is hey I literally wanted <laughs> I wanted to stand up I wanted to stand up at one point and go where is he <laughs> oh my god you're, you're killing me oh. you're freaking me out where is he. Uh, oh, okay. How does it compare though to the original? Is it just as uh, Halloween is one of the scariest movies that you see the is. mask, see him with the mask on, and you're just whoa. So yeah, when you finally see him, or yeah, look, you you know oh. that to me, I I tweeted this last night as we were preparing to see it. Even at 40 years old, and I've seen a lot of these movies. I've seen a lot of this genre of slasher movies. I loved them and hated them at the same time as a kid of the as a kid in the 80s. Halloween is still, to me, one of the greatest horror movies ever. Oh yeah, um, and and even you know, look, it's it's it is it's it's a movie of the seventies. It's a little cheese ball. Uh, the dialogue's cheesy, and this one mirrors that. There are cheese ball moments in this one, and Colin was very smart. Colin goes, "I'm was that like a callback?" And I go, "Yeah, I'm sure it was." The dialogue, and you know, mm-hmm. there's a doctor. That's very over the top, kind of like Dr. Loomis in the original. <laughs> um, you know, he makes very dramatic proclamations. And I told Kyle, I said, well, that's that's what they do in these movies. And and it's in Loomis was the, the character of Dr. Loomis was would you know, would stand there and make, oh, you know, like a cartoon. Wild, yeah, yeah wild <laughs> proclamations mm-hmm. about the evil that resides in Michael. And then there's a doctor in this one that does kind of the same thing. Jamie Lee Curtis is amazing in this. It, it, she, it, you know why? Because it's, it's believable. Well, it's believable. the The trajectory of that character of Larry's of Laurie Strode, you believe it. You believe that this is a woman that is has been unbelievably scarred by watching five of her friends be murdered when they were teenagers. And and the effects that it's had on her life. I'm not going to give everything away, but she is a mess, girl. She is a mess. And it affects the relationship she has with her daughter, her mm. granddaughter, um, her marriages. And you believe it. Now, look, the, the whole setup and premise of the movie is a little contrived. But you, you. I mean, it's a horror movie. Sure. It's not out of Africa. I mean, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you gotta not, get. You gotta get there uh, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's very contrived. But who cares? It's. Oh, it this is, is definitely one to see at the theater, though. Oh, an Lex. experience with other people. 
Yeah, we're talking about Halloween if you just tuned in. I had a chance to see it last night at uh, at a theater, which I'll get to all of that. I have a secondary conversation about this night a little bit later in the show. But um, it is, as Alexis would say, a really fun ride. It's a perfect movie for the season. You will be scared. You'll laugh. It's a, it is a popcorn horror movie that is so well done. The score, let me give you a little, some of you, you movie fans will know this already, but for you casual fans, a little fun movie fact about this. The entire score of this movie is done by John Carpenter, who everything the original Halloween, he and his son do the score for this movie. So as you're listening to the great music, it is a, it is a callback to the original. I played you a little bit of the, of the updated theme when we began this conversation. Uh, so know that. And everything is a wink to the original. Even the credits at the beginning uh, are just like the credits in the original Halloween, which I loved. Ooh. So, y'all, if you like horror movies and if you like this franchise, this is one of the best entries. Uh, you know, nothing's ever going to beat the original. But my goodness, this is this is probably number two to me as far as all 11 movies that they've made about this character. <laughs> yeah, it's, you want to forget about the, the ones in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you can forget all the other ones. And you really can. You're supposed to. You're supposed to forget about all the other ones. Oh, I can't wait to see this with Angel because we couldn't go last night, but uh, that is definitely a see with your sweet honey or girlfriend so you can just scream and yeah. have fun together. Yeah, and take all my warnings, and if you do, you know, go into it knowing there's cheesy lines and go go into it knowing the setup is a little contrived know that take that into consideration and then just sit back and let it wash over you and have fun being scared and you will have a good time and it is gory let me i'm going to end it let me my my bow my my bow on the end of this is uh uh kind of wrapping up what i said about the word uh, brutal or, or relentless it is way more brutal than the original. It is 2018. Movies are a little more violent now. So be prepared for that. He is Michael Myers. The character is relentless in this movie. Almost sometimes when you're uncomfortable, Lex, you may be actually sometime I can predict maybe one criticism that you'll have. You will love it, but you will probably wince at some of the kills in this movie. Uh, It Mm. is he is pent up, girl. <laughs> yeah. he, this dude is pent up. Well, and she uh, is pissed off grandma, so... Yeah. Together, so. I bet that that first moment when they Ooh. see each other is just... Ooh. Cool. It's iconic Ooh. with these two characters. It's iconic. So, Halloween is what we're talking about. Go see it. Opens this Friday. Uh, 614, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk the Connors. And then at 630, I have a just saying connected to my night last night mm. and uh i am done with human beings and movie theaters and i really mean i'm Aww. done i i i can't what is it i can't say i can't stand it no more i i'm i'm what i forgot what that saying is anyway you'll find out but next the connor now it's time for one of the dumbest answers in game show history Roses are red, violets are blue. On our wedding night, my husband... What? We went to bed. (laughs) This has been the dumbest answers in game show history. Back to you, Jason. Uh, 
thank you. Same. Uh, spe- speaking of game shows, uh, thanks for your lovely tweets and emails. A lot of you uh, took my advice on my AbFab item yesterday and jumped on Amazon Prime to watch watch Game Changers, the documentary about game shows. And uh, I'm glad uh, you guys liked it. So thanks for the emails. I really nice. appreciate hearing uh, when you guys uh, take our advice on AbFab items. So that was nice. Yeah, I, It's really good, everybody. I'm serious. If you're listening to the station, you love pop culture, you'll love this. Game Changers on Amazon Prime if you have that subscription. There are a lot of different things called Game Changers movies yes. out there, so you can go to our show links and find the correct one. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Don McClain. No My talk problem. seven one. The Connors, let's talk about that. It debuted last night. Uh let's just uh let's get right to it. Lex, we'll start with you. Your thoughts, your <laughs> review, what? Yeah. Oh, can we do we need to do a spoiler alert? But uh, yeah, oh, let's yeah, do, yeah, you know what? Do we know yeah, that we we because we do need a, yeah everybody. That's a good idea, Lex. We have to talk about the resolution. Yeah. So. La, 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 spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Okay, go ahead. Lex. Roseanne's dead. <laughs> okay, we gotta go to break, everybody. Thanks, bye, everybody. Thanks, Colleen and Bradley. Coming up next. Thanks. Roll the credits, Dawn. Okay. Okay. Uh, Opioid addiction took her. I guess it complicated other things and other health issues. And uh, yeah, you learn about she died in her bed and they're finding pills all over the place. I felt pretty uncomfortable for the entire episode. Uh, But I, I know it was necessary for them to move forward for the show to explain it and then move on. Uh, we'll see how the other the rest of the episode or the season goes, and that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I felt really bad for the cast, and also as I'm watching, you know, she died of opioid addiction. Was this a shade to her explanation for the tweet that got her fired in the first place? Hmm. What do you hmm. guys think? I don't know. Well, okay, but wait a minute. Or is it just I, a way I, to explain? You know what happened? Okay, I guess, uh, but I want to know. Yeah, what's your question? Uh, well, my question to you, my love, is uh, did you like it, though? You were uncomfortable, but did you like it? I don't know if it's really a, whether I liked it or not. I feel like they just needed to get through this. They needed to explain it. Uh, there were some moments where I, you know, I laughed, but I felt uncomfortable laughing. Uh, they needed to explain what happened, but I don't know if it's a like or not like thing. It just they needed hmm. to get through it and... Hopefully they can move forward, and it looks like Jackie is going to be kind of the central person that will be kind of taking over in her, the wake of her death, but not sure. I guess I'm kind of, I didn't really, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just kind of like, well, all right, they needed to move the story forward, and this is the choice that they made. Was it shady? Okay. That mm-hmm. was my first thought. Well, did you like it? I really liked it. Mm, okay. Yeah, I I was... I was I was maybe uncomfortable. I was I was just sad yeah. through different parts, but I thought it was a great mix. I thought just when you were getting ready and the show was getting ready to be too mired in a maudlin tone, they threw in a great punchy one-liner uh like with at the end with jackie and darlene and i won't tell you why but at the conclusion of a wonderful scene for Lori metcalf colin was crying i teared up and then there was a great funny line to immediately snap you back 
uh, into reality, which I think is very real for people. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there is a thin line between mourning and kind of laughing. And and when you're in mourning, uh, you know, I've been in a lot of situations with my family over the years where, you know, you're you're crying over a loved one and then you start reminiscing and and then you bust out in laughter. And uh, I think Steel Magnolia says a line, laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. And I think it's very real and very honest. And I think the show did the very best they could with that. I don't think at all. I I never, until you just brought it up, and now that I've thought about it, for I don't think the opioid thing was a shade on Roseanne at all. I, I give the cast a little more credit. I don't think Sarah Gilbert... Why would they do it? That would that would seem that would be very petty on their part. I think because of the way the season ended, anyway, it was kind of heading in that really, direction. Yeah, it was really the only realistic way, and very real. There are a lot of families in 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 America, and this is supposed to be a reflection of working class America. There are a lot of families in working class America that are struggling with opioid addiction. So for those two reasons, I don't think it was shade. I think it was a realistic way to go and really the only way they could go. When we come back, what does Don McLean think? I'm very curious actually cuz mm-hmm. you've heard what Me we too. think. I want to know what Don thinks. That and more when the show rolls on after these very important Bill Pang. <laughs> right back. Pit Pang. Pang, Pang. Now a trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's happening right now? Topping Google Trends and Entertainment, Mega Millions crept closer to the biggest lottery payout in U.S. history yesterday as no one matched all five numbers and the Mega Ball. The next drawing to be held on Friday will be worth an estimated $868 million, the second largest payout in lottery history. The cash option, when you win, is worth just shy of half a billion at $494 million. The drawing on Tuesday was already the biggest payout in Mega Millions history. Also trending, YouTube abruptly went down for around an hour yesterday um, and you were not alone if you were freaking out. It was down for 6 p.m. to around 7.20 p.m. on Tuesday. They apologized but did not give an explanation. And uh, during a vulnerable speech about mental health, sexual assault, and female empowerment at the L Women in Hollywood event, Lady Gaga referenced her fiancé, Christian Carino, who was her talent agent. That's the first time she's referred to him as her fiancé. And on Twitter, we have the hashtags National Pasta Day and Wednesday Wisdom. Those are the latest trends. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Thanks for being here, everybody. More conversation about the Connors return to ABC, or I should say debuted on ABC uh, yesterday. Spinoff of Roseanne. Uh, Alexis, uh, paraphrasing if people just clicked on the dial. Mm-hmm. You were just you were uncomfortable, not sure exactly how you feel. Am I am I uh, reading yeah. you right? I just I, yeah, that's the. I was like, wow, okay, that's how they're killing her off, and you just feel for the the cast as they're moving forward. I'm I'm hoping that uh, Jackie or it feels like she's going to turn into the matriarch of this of the show. Um, is ready to go and and can do it. I on the other hand, I really I was I I had a very clear thought about it i i was not uncomfortable i really liked it uh, i thought they handled it in the most natural way they could 
I found myself laughing out loud, which I don't often do on sitcoms, uh, whether they're cable sitcoms or network three camera, four camera sitcoms, they call them. Um, multi-cam, uh, multi-cam sitcoms, they call them. Mm. I, I don't often laugh out loud. I chuckled several times and I thought the script was good. And I thought uh, John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf were especially strong. And I'm I'm anxious to see. I'm curious to see where this goes. Don McLean. Yes. We haven't heard from you. Your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a great mix between laughter and sadness. I actually was surprised how much laughter they worked in because the trailer kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that it was going to mm. be all serious. I actually wanted a little bit more tenderness, some more um, comforting. Um, I do know, you know, in real life situations, I experienced this year with my dad, you do laugh a lot just to get through situations. Um, I thought the best performance was an appearance, spoiler alert, by Mary Steenburgen. Yes. I agree. Wow, that acting was great. You know, yeah, she just had a little cameo looks, in there and boy, yes. she blew everybody away. I that was like, that was the ten, oh. most tender part. You're absolutely right. She felt like she was mourning more than the family. And it was the the acting was great. I think they're writing it a little tight. You know what I mean by that? It's hard for them. I, I feel yeah. as an actor, when I'm watching what they have to do to make it sound natural, it's they're giving them a difficult job. And, yeah. and that's not their fault. They're doing the best they can with what they're given. Well, and especially with the time constraints and 22 mm-hmm. minutes with yes. uh, with forced commercial breaks every eight minutes. It's, it's, it's a hard. tough they're thing to do. They're just trying to get through. Yeah. yeah. That's the sense that I got. And that's why I'm a little bit kind of apprehensive saying whether I liked it or not. Because it's like, well, that's the choice they made. But also, it, they have to move forward. And... It, it felt uncomfortable. I mean, someone's died, they and gotta, we know she's dunk. watching. Yeah. Yeah. And she tweeted out, I ain't dead, bitches. <laughs> she did not. She Are you tweeted. She did. You guys, she tweeted, so I saw that, too. Oh, and it my just, God. So, Come on. Yeah. Oh. She also had yeah, a statement, she, too, through her rabbi. Um, yeah, and she was on HBO's Vice News last night, I guess. I, I can't even play it because I'm afraid I'm going to trip over a cuss word. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were at her house, and she was a very, uh, very calm. It was a very, um, she seemed relaxed in this interview and smoking a lot. The camera kind of zoomed over into her, uh, zoomed onto her ashtray, mm. and it was it it was filled with cigarettes. And then it kind of, the camera went back to her, and she talked about uh, ABC's, and I'm paraphrasing, kind of their rush t- to judge her, um, the lack of forgiveness, but uh, she said she doesn't wish them, and she's said this before, she doesn't wish the cast any harm, uh, any ill will. She did reiterate in this interview with Vice on HBO last night that she is not in contact with anybody, not even John Goodman. Oh. And it was interesting. I was watching John Goodman and Sarah Gilbert on Good Morning America, which you, I, I, Good Morning America to me is unwatchable. I, for, I can't do it normally. I can't stand that there's a studio audience. Michael Strahan's interviewing makes me want to pluck out every nose hair that I have. But um, he was interviewing Goodman and Sarah Gilbert. And Goodman looks the most pained by this. He does. Oh, he looks so skinny. Like, has yeah. he lost some weight? I mean, you know. Not even the not not only just the character of Dan. We're talking the Connors, if you just clicked over. Uh, but in, in, in person, he was on Kimmel. Uh, like I said, I watched him on GMA last night or yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. And I think, 
I, I think he is struggling the most because I think he still can. I don't think he said it to Kimmel. Roseanne, in his words, I think he used the word buddy. Roseanne, to him, is still his buddy. Yeah. And he loves her. And I'm sure that he's conflicted. You know, he was very excited. I remember when Ro- when Roseanne and, and Goodman were on Stern for the revival. Oh, they, John yeah. Goodman was gleeful. I the mean, I think... The back again. It felt great. This feels just... Mm, ugh. Oh, see, I don't, I don't feel that kind of at doomed. all. Oh, yeah, I don't feel that. But I'm just saying he, he seemed very... I, I'm just kind of setting up the fact that he was so excited about this show being back and and he used the word grateful he said you know i i think john john was hitting the bottle a little bit during the latter years of roseanne Mm. and he said he didn't really appreciate the show like he should have this is what he told howard stern he said so this time he was all in he was mentally physically there and appreciating every moment so I think this is hitting him hard. He's grateful that the job's there. He he and Sarah were the ones that lobbied C, uh, ABC. But I think he's struggling probably the most with how to do it without his buddy. And who can't mm-hmm. relate to that, you yeah, know, in you whatever in that. whatever way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I I and Colin really liked it. And Colin isn't a big sitcom yuck yuck ha 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 kind of guy. And we got done. He's like, what do you think? And I said, I actually really liked it. And he goes, I liked it too. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to watch. I, I, I like these characters. I love Jackie. I love, I love, I love most of the characters on this show. I'm anxious to see, uh, they're, they're bringing in some new people. Mm-hmm. And Lori Metcalf alone, that scene in the kitchen toward the end of the episode, she does deserve an, an Emmy nomination for that, where she kind of loses it. I found that to be a very real performance. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're just, you just, you're so frenetic, and then you just start crying. That's that's very real to me. And she did such a good job with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, anyway. I'm definitely gonna watch at least a couple more. Yeah, give it a yeah. good taste. Yep. Uh, here's a little bit of Roseanne talking about not watching the show. I don't keep in touch with anyone on the show. I've been removed from the process of my life's work. It's like the worst thing they could have possibly done to me was to fire me from my own show and let other people write my life story. I'm not gonna watch it and I'm not gonna condemn it or say anything bad about it either. I'm just moving on from it because I've always been a go-getter. So I'm back to what I always did which is try to get my pictures and my files together. (laughs) I've got a lot of time for real life, like just going for a walk with my mom and having an ice cream cone, stuff like that, waiting in lines. I've really been sleeping a lot, like probably 17 hours a day. Whoa. This is actually um, the interview that I was talking about. This is from Vice News Mm. that I believe airs on HBO um, that they did, and I think it aired last night. And, and you do you just kind of see her in her file room. And then when she's talking about her life's work, she's showing, she's pointing to the camera, all the TV guides that she was on, mm. all of the awards that she won during the original run of Roseanne. So mm, yeah. you can see that, that clips online everywhere. If you go to YouTube, everybody <gasps> just type in Roseanne and vice HBO. So uh, let's do something. Uh, let's uh, switch gears here. Let's give mm-hmm. something away. Uh, yes. Dawn McClain. Yes. 
My my friend. Yes. What do we what to, what to, what do we have today? What we, are we giving away? We have a pair of tickets to see Saving Flora with Alexis on Monday, October twenty second at six p.m. as part of the Twin Cities Film Fest Changemaker series, Animal Humanity. That will what, be what, a, wait. Alexis at an animal movie? I, yes. Okay, I just I can't understand this. <laughs> this is about an elephant, a little girl who saves an elephant. Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I'm just shocked that Lex is doing an animal movie. <laughs> yes, love yes. it. Yeah, six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. Dawn is looking for caller number seven. Phone lines are open. Six forty one. When we come back, why I. Uh, Hate humanity even more today than I did yesterday. Uh-oh. It all involves a movie theater. Stay with us. And, drink all of that. and now, a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. What do you do when you drop a pumpkin? Squash. This has been a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. Yeah, no. What do you do? It doesn't make, it really no, even no, make, it sense. make I any mean, sense. What do no. you do? It's you a, squash? Yeah, it's a noun mm-hmm. and a verb. Mm-hmm. Don, can you do me a favor? Can you yeah. remind me to take that out of the system? I forgot about that one. Yeah. I'm going to make yeah, a note to that. myself a Where little bit later. Where are the new ones? Okay, I'm going to talk to Rocco I don't know. Today. Where's the... I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll get some good ones going. You're the you're the mistress of dad jokes. So, oh. yeah, yeah. How about yeah. this one? How do you become an efficient efficient at a pumpkin wedding? How? You get gourdained. Okay, well that's kind of funny. Okay, now that's Don. We gotta kind of, yeah. we kind of have to admit. say that one's a little. Yeah, it's admit, more yeah. clever, you know. And, yeah, Don, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't my talker, Sarah. Thank you for your tweets. She sent you, a couple Gord esque tweets with the dad jokes. And what's better, Don, than a tweet? A Gord esque tweet, <laughs> right? Right? Mm, yep. Yeah. Like the Gord uh, jokes. Six forty-seven. Oh, what in gay hell? hell. Uh-oh. Seems pretty upset about something. It's unhappy homo. What is he so upset about? Let's ask him. Jace? Uh-oh. <sighs> I, I'm officially... And I mean this. I think I'm done with most movie theaters. And I'm done with most human beings at movie theaters. Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I really am. I left... Halloween last night, so frustrated, I wanted to slam my head on the concrete of the parking lot. And my husband was right with me on this. We were at this press screening for Halloween last night. I Mm -hmm. gave my review earlier. If you missed it, uh, either uh, click on the podcast later or I'll recap probably sometime in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, We're sitting there. And the young, uh, the young ladies sitting next to uh, it's me and uh, then Colin and then these two ladies sitting next to him, young ladies, um, were sitting in press seats, which I don't care. They're not my seats. I'm not the PR firm. I don't. I don't really care. Um, but they sat in reserve seats and sat down and Colin. And then there were two people in our seats, and I walk up. And uh, I saw my name on the back of the chair. I go, hey, guys, um, FYI, these uh, these are for us, for press. And they kind of grumbled and got up. But the other women did not. So Colin and I sat down. And Colin, who who used to work at the PR firm that handles the movie screenings, said to the lady, because she was kind of grumbling, he said, well, just so you know, if a press member comes up 
and you're sitting in their seat that they have kind of roped off, they're going to they're going to make you move. So you may want to get a seat now because you you know, you may be waiting 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 and then when the press member comes and they remove you from your seat, there may not be an extra seat for you to get. They didn't heed Collins warning and luckily for them the press member never showed up, blah blah blah. Least of the problems from last night. Okay. So we're sitting there and the minute the movie starts, there was a couple behind us, a young couple, and then these ladies that felt the need because it's a scary movie. They felt permission to talk, and I mean this mm. almost cons- almost through the entire movie. Oh no! And when you're at a when you're at a scary movie, when you're at a scary movie, part of the experience is the buildup of tension that sometimes comes from silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you are being an asshat Uh-oh. and you're talking back to the screen, you ruin it for everybody. And I don't know how many times I have to say this. I'm actually going to get some Rosetta stones so I can say this in 40 languages. <laughs> and then I'm going to write it in the sky. Okay. Then I'm going to put it on the side of a building. And then I'm going to rent a truck, one of those billboard trucks to, to drive around the city. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many ways I have to communicate this. But you're not in your living room. No. You are not in your living room. And movies are expensive for people. And you're being an earth hat. That's what you're being. And I'm sick of beating around the bush. I don't think I have beaten around the bush about this topic. I've complained about this for how long oh, we've been on the oh, air, Lex? Ten d- years? A decade. Yeah. It's, it, it boggles my mind. Were you raised by a family of wolves? And that's an insult to wolves. Shut your mouth. I didn't pay to hear your commentary, mm. you moron. Was there I paid any... to watch the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Did you say anything or did anyone around you say anything? Because if it's a constant... We almost did. Language, uh, yeah. Uh, we almost did. But I turned around and kept giving looks to the girlfriend, and she flipped me off. So I didn't want to exasperate the situation. Oh yeah, I mean they were just they were just rude human beings. They were just, and then the women next to us, uh, I would surmise in their mid twenties, talked throughout a little more considerate than the couple behind us, and. Ruined it. And then the couple sitting next to us had smuggled contraband food, literally an entire meal wrapped in aluminum foil and loud wrapping. So in the middle of silent parts, I hear the unwrapping that seemed to have taken, I don't know, 10 minutes unwrapping like. I'm, I'm not kidding. I smelled mac and cheese. I think they wrapped up mac and cheese and some meats. Oh, and they're wow. uh, and, and they're undoing this aluminum foil, and I'm looking at Colin like, "Are you kidding me? They have to they wait until they brought an entire dinner, <laughs> and they're unfolding the wrapping paper as we're at during the silent parts of this scary movie." And I thought, "I, I <laughs> did my grandma come back to life and oh my and goodness, join you in this movie theater?" <laughs> uh, I don't mean I. I don't care. I don't own the theater. I don't care what their profit margins are. If you want to sneak in food, I don't care. People do it. That's not my beef. 
but my goodness, but from when the you're talking the beef. Yeah, from the talking to the unwrapping <laughs> your loud ass food. Can you just I just I really mean this. I really do mean this. Why do I'm I'm I don't there I know you two are not going to have the answer and I know all of you listening if you call in or tweet me you're not going to have the answer it's rhetorical but why do people think and I mean this I gosh I wish somebody had the answer why do people think it's all right to talk during movies in a movie theater Dawn, you got anything for me? I mean, I think that it goes back to their parents just didn't teach them to always be considerate of others. It has to be that. I mean, I don't mean to sound old here, but I mean, from the time I was two years old, my mom's like, watch out for that cart behind you. Be aware of other people. Open the door. Say thank you. You know, it's yeah. it's just a way of being raised. <laughs> That they just either were raised okay, but then they lose it. Some People get selfish. I don't know. I just think there's a really big problem with people not having a heart anymore and being selfish in general. It's just icky. And I Ooh. and like this movie was free for all unless you bought popcorn. Mm-hmm. But I always say this. I I, I Colin and I kind of dissected this. I, I'm like, why do I get so riled up about this particular topic? And I really think it comes back to look. It's not about, I get to go to these movies. It's not really about me. I, I have the means to go to these movies. I'm very lucky in that aspect. If I want to go to a movie, thank you, Jesus. And I mean this. Thank you, God and the universe. I have, Colin and I have the means to pay for a movie. It enrages me because I really do think in my head, in, in, in my mental theater, I think of the couple, because I know couples like this, that have one, two, three kids. And they get one night out a month and they get the babysitter and they spend the hundred dollars that it takes yeah. to go to dinner oh, yeah, for sure. and to buy the tickets. And then they sit down for a movie they've been looking forward to and asshat one and asshat two yeah. ruin it for them. Do you think it was the nature of this movie? Because it feels campier. It's, you know, we're screaming I, because, you know, the, of the scares. Good thoughts, but I still I, possibly, but still, Lex, I personally... I don't think that's an excuse for bad behavior. It happens I don't in every care. movie. Yeah. But no, Lex, <laughs> no, Colin thought that to too. Think, no. I, I think, Lex, I could hug you. Thank you for <laughs> trying to give me a reason. <laughs> we'll be right back. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash bestmusic for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.